Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Join the BD team in Columbus, Nebraska. We're hiring for multiple positions with sign-on bonus eligibility. Our comprehensive benefits plan starts for all employees on their first day, including low or no cost insurance plans for select positions, career growth opportunities, and more. BD is made for what's next in health and your career. Apply today at jobs.bd.com. That's jobs.bd.com. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette and I'm the host of Manifest Daily. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here tuned in listening to your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. I really hope you like it. I hope you enjoy the vibe. So I hope you stick around. And of course, if you're an OG listener, hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, what's poppin', what's good? I'm so excited to have you here back tuned in for another episode of Manifest Daily. So my loves, as you guys are listening to this, you may be able to hear in my voice I'm just like a little bit low energy oh my gosh I said that (laughs) y'all are gonna hate me as soon as I said that as soon as I said that I just felt myself getting teary-eyed you guys um it has been a really just emotional day and I feel like Yes, part of it is hormones, because as you may or may not know, I track my cycle in an app called Flow. Love that app. I've just left my ovulation phase and I'm entering my, I think it's pronounced luteal or luteal phase. And I don't know, like I, I was just struggling emotionally today. So as I currently record, it's Sunday and I had so many plans for like running errands, cleaning my house, doing all this stuff. And I was able to get to the gym and I was able to clean today. But then the rest of the day, I found myself crawling back into bed and watching rom-coms and pretty much like having my shades drawn all day. It was definitely very much of like a isolated, solitude, low energy type of day. It was super gloomy here today there was no sun it looked like it was gonna rain all day it didn't but it looked like it it was just a really tough day and I posted on Instagram if you follow me on Instagram at the manifest daily probably you might you may or may not remember this at this point but I posted something where I was just sort of outlining like what I do or what I did today because of the fact that I was having a tough day so I talked about how I had mustered up the energy to go to the gym because for the past couple days I've just been feeling so low and so exhausted and so burnt out and tired emotionally spiritually physically that I just haven't made it to the gym and today I had just enough energy to get myself to the gym and I did that I talked about how I journaled a little bit not necessarily for trying to fix the way that I was feeling but more so for 
documenting it, for having a place to vent, for having a place to write down what I was feeling, what I was experiencing and acknowledging it as I work through it. I talked about how I had to spend the day and I'm still in that state mentally of giving myself grace because I think sometimes when you're in a really low energy low vibe space you can often want to push yourself to get up and feel better and and be happy and just you you don't want to feel like that right you don't want to feel sad you don't want to feel sucky and especially if you have things that have to get done so maybe you have to get to work maybe you have to take care of your kids maybe you have schoolwork to get done whatever the case is like if you have stuff that you have to do and you're feeling low vibe low energy sad whatever the case is it can often feel like you just want it to go away so you can get your stuff done. And it feels very intrusive. It feels very annoying. It feels very unproductive. It feels just like a wrench in the plans. Of course, you know, we don't sit around wanting to feel this way. But yeah, it was just a really tough emotional day. And I had this whole plan to like film a YouTube video. I was going to do like a Sunday reset vlog. Um, I was going to record this episode, which, you know, I... I'm recording now because I actually spent the last two hours watching a rom-com on Netflix. Probably not the best thing to watch when you're not in like a very, actually, you know, it, it actually wasn't too bad. I watched the rom-com. It was the holiday, like the 20, 2006 version, the one with like, who was it? Cameron Diaz and I think Kate Winslet. And I watched that and y'all, I was like sobbing the entire movie. Like every time the violin started playing, every time there was like a really cute moment, something romantic or something sad that would happen, your girl was crying. Your girl was in tears. It was very cathartic and I think I needed that because sometimes when I'm in a state like this, I find it hard sometimes to cry and I think it's because I'm so used to powering through. Um, I'm so used to powering through with my emotions to being strong, to, you know, feeling it and being like, okay, I have to compartmentalize those feelings because I have things to do. And I feel like this eclipse season, this particular season, because I think a lot of it also has to do with the eclipse. If you are not familiar, we had a, I believe it was a partial lunar eclipse on November 19th, which as a Taurus, because I believe the eclipse was in Taurus, I, listen, y'all, that eclipse did not come to play. Okay, that eclipse did not come to play. I've been feeling literally just so tired, so much so like there are emotions that I maybe haven't processed fully and that this is the time like I need to process them I need to to shed them almost so it's like it's not necessarily that I haven't healed but it's like you know when you kind of it's almost like there's a scab on a wound and it's like the wound is healed but there's kind of like a little bit of a flake left and you kind of got to just like brush it away you know you got to kind of like pick it off (laughs) um and I feel like that's what I've been feeling and I it was just a really tough day so I didn't really do anything all day I spent The day in bed, I went to get some ice cream and I came back. I watched the movie. It's just, it's been a tough day. But as soon as I finished the movie, I was about to get ready for bed. And then I was sitting here and I was like, you know what? I feel like I really want to record the Q&A. I know I'm not, you know in a super high energy mood. I'm sure I'll get into it a little bit more as I answer some of these questions. But I also think that one of the things that you guys resonate with the most is that I 
do show up in vulnerable states when I feel comfortable to do so, of course, and that you resonate with that. And I think sometimes I can feel really like embarrassed when I get sad or um, I'm personally struggling because sometimes I'm like, no one wants to hear how much you're struggling. Um, No one wants to hear how sad you are. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. But then I also remember that it's like when you're in that space yourself and when you're in like that low point or that low energy place, it is helpful to hear when someone has been there and you can see that they have been in that place and they've like managed to pull themselves out of that or they have been in that space and it eventually came to an end and they're in a better place now. So I think it is like, you know, it's always an up and down journey, but I do feel like there is a positive message to be shared when I can be going through something and if I have the the nudge to share with you or if I have the urge to kind of like tell you how I'm navigating that I think there's something to be um there it's it's a positive moment I feel like I can't speak right now but it is a positive moment only because I know that sometimes when you're going through this kind of stuff you feel really alone even though you can have friends and family and a partner or whatever it can often feel like you're really alone it just helps if you Know that someone else out there is navigating a similar situation as you and we're sort of like exchanging kind words and advice. So, so yeah, my loves. But anyways, I wanted to just explain that a little bit because if I sound a little bit more low energy than usual, that's kind of why. But I really hope it doesn't take away from this episode because I'm so excited actually to be doing this q and I asked you guys on Instagram just randomly. I think I always had these random nudges to be like, let's do a Q&A. And I asked y'all on Instagram, you know, send in questions, pretty much anything goes. And I love these because the questions are always so beautifully varied and I feel like we always get into some really good conversation I intended to originally record this as a video episode like a video podcast but clearly you know it's it's not giving that right now it's not giving that I'm in my bonnet I have no pants on girl is like my nose is snotty from like crying all day so we're we're just not gonna do that but I do think that it's still gonna be juicy and stuff regardless so my friends let's go ahead and get into today's Q&A episode of course grab your beverage of choice listen whatever you're drinking I hope it's delicious whether it's the water the tequila I need to take a sip of my water personally because I truly have not been hydrating enough all day so I'm gonna pause for a second and do that but grab your beverage of choice and let's go ahead and get into this Q&A and of course if you're not following me on Instagram I would love if you could that's obviously if you use Instagram because I know a lot of people don't use Instagram but yeah follow me if you want we do Q&As and stuff over there I'm always posting like random stuff y'all so you know where to find me. It's linked in the in the show notes. I'm gonna say in the bio, girl. It's in the show notes. Anywho, let's go ahead and get into this Q and A. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into these. The first one actually isn't a question. Someone said that they love the podcast. They're so grateful for my love and energy. And they are from Saudi Arabia, which is so like, 
I am truly humbled. I think that is amazing. So hello. I think your the way you pronounce your name is Arwa. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Hello, Arwa. Thank you so much for sending in the good vibes, the good love. I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast. Okay, shout out to you. Okay. So thank you. And I feel like, again, super humbling that the podcast is reaching so many different places in this world. And I'm really grateful to you guys that tune in and listen. So the next one that we have is dating and high standards. Oh, this is going to have to be a whole episode on its own because y'all are about to have me out here rambling. Okay, I might just ramble, but but this is I feel like this needs to be its own episode. I could speak for days on this. So I actually posted a story about this as well the other day. And I'm going to tell you all the story if you don't follow me on Instagram and maybe miss the story. So I went to the nail salon the other day and this is related to the question, I promise, okay? So I went to the nail salon the other day and I was getting my nails done and like the ladies in there were giving me so many compliments. I was feeling myself, okay? I walked in there, girl, I was in biker shorts, a random crew neck and and my makeup was just like, it was the end of the day type makeup, you feel me? But it was it was all these compliments for us. So I was feeling myself or whatever. And this one woman who was doing my nails, she was like, oh, um, what did she say? She goes, do you have a boyfriend so I said no she she goes oh you're single I'm like yeah and then she goes are you like what is it are you picky and I found myself feeling away I found myself feeling away and I ended up responding to her and saying yes I'm I am picky I said to her you know the person that you choose to settle down with whether that be just like a long-term commitment whether that be marriage that person like that choice to do that with a person is one of the biggest choices that you make in your life. Marriage specifically, if we're going to talk about marriage, because I do intend to get married, marriage affects so many different facets of our lives, our finances, our assets. Because think about it, you get married, it's bank accounts, it's money getting mixed up with somebody else. Y'all are buying property together. You are literally birthing, if you choose to do so, whole human beings with another individual like whole like you can't you can't have a child and decide to 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 turn back it's that's a lifelong commitment right there right so if we're taking into account all of the different things that marriage specifically involves the choice of who you intend to marry and who you marry and settle down with all those things that is a really important decision it can literally change the trajectory of your entire life and i'm not saying that to be dramatic like i mean that like for real for real like it can literally change the trajectory of your entire life and so when people make comments about you know are you picky or this or that or whatever It is really, I think, almost in some ways infuriating um, because it's something where it's like, yes, as a woman and as a man, if you're listening as well, anyone, any one of us should be selective with who we choose to get into long term relationships with. If that is our goal to to again have long term relationships, marriage, et cetera, we should be selective. And I think that there is there's so many different like factors that play into I think the pressures that we place on women specifically heterosexual women going into relationships because of the fact that there is like you know the biological factors of age and children and things like that and then there's also the way that I think society views men and women in heterosexual relationships differently. I feel like with men it's encouraged for them to kind of be the ones who can date around and do all these different 
things and then settle down a little bit later in life and be the bachelors and all that good stuff because they can have kids whenever they they don't never stop having kids if they don't want to but with women it's that we have that biological clock right we have that that timeline and so we have this pressure around us where it's like the more we age the more people are looking to us as if it's like okay well why aren't you settling down why aren't you getting married why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that and I want to say it is important to keep your high standards like I don't I like when I tell y'all, listen, as much as it, it, I I really would love, I really can't speak right now because I, I just get real fired up about this topic. But as much as I would love to be in a relationship right now, like y'all, a little bit thirsty, but I would love to be in a relationship right now. But, but here's the thing, the streets is rough. I say that, I say that all the time because personally, I have met a lot of really great guys out here in Dallas, but there's also like meeting great people and meeting someone who's good for you. There's a difference as well between settling and compromising on your standards. Like certain things I think you can compromise on with a partner and you could still have a very successful relationship. And there are certain things where you you should be able to be a little bit more open-minded, a little bit more flexible. But there are certain things like I talked about in the dating episode where you have to stand firm in your values. You have to stand firm in your standards. And I honestly do not advocate for settling. I don't because at the end of the day, I have found in situations where I was impatient and I settled for something that was good enough at the time, something that I thought I could tolerate years or months or whatever down the road, I found myself regretting that because I found myself in a place where I had put in time and energy into something that was never going to work. It was never going to work for me because my ambitions, my standards, my view of what I wanted was so different than what I had settled for. So if we talk about dating and we talk about high standards, keep your high standards, keep them high. Don't let anyone sit here and tell you your standards are too high. If again, there again, you know, there's a difference between settling and compromise and you got to figure out like, what are the things that you are willing to basically go to war for when it comes to your dating life? And what are the things that you can compromise a little bit on? I'll give y'all one example. So I like me tall men. Okay. I'm, I'm, I have long legs. I'm pretty tall. Well, I'm five, six, but you know, I look tall and I'll wear heels a lot, like all the time. And so typically I will go for taller men. But the other day I actually went on a date with a guy who was my height. And that's something I would never have done in the past. Like if you would have been like, Deandra, you won't go out with this man. He's five, six. I would have been like, girl, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. But I was like, let me go on this date because we were having good conversation. He was a gentleman, all these things. And, you know, I don't know if it's going anywhere, girl. I don't think so. But, but my point is that I compromise on something like height, because if I think about what I want in a partner, if I think about how I want my children to be raised, what type of relationship I want them to observe and to mirror in their, in their future relationships, things like that, height isn't necessarily a end all be all. Someone's height does not correlate with how they are as a person, their personality, how they treat me, things like that. So that's something where I, as I've grown older, I've come to become way more flexible on that simply because I'm looking for a man. I'm not looking for no little boy out here. And so height isn't, you know, isn't a standard for me. It granted, you know, God, six, four, please. But, but I, Listen, if he's a little shorter, it's okay. It will be okay. So keep the high standards. I say don't let anyone tell you, you know, to lower your standards. 
and and that's that. I don't have anything else to say on that. I mean, I have stuff to say, but we ain't going to keep this going, girl. But yes, I would say yes, high standards. Keep them high. Okay, period. Someone said how to combat negativity in the mind daily. Ooh, this is, ooh, this could be a tough one. I won't even lie to y'all. This could be a tough one. I would say the biggest thing would be catching the thoughts. Um, We have so many thoughts. I don't even know the number, but we have so many thoughts in any given day. And the thing is, When we're having all these thoughts, often the negative thoughts can creep in without you even knowing. So you can find yourself berating yourself, talking down to yourself, saying really mean comments to yourself without you even knowing because it's sort of on this like autopilot mode, the way that you're talking to yourself. So I would say the biggest thing when it comes to combating negativity within your own mind is to be conscious of what you are thinking of. Now that I can't, we can't think uh, or we can't be conscious of every single thought all the time I think you know there are thoughts that creep in like think of it when you're like driving and your mind is floating from a bunch of different things to a bunch of different things and sometimes you don't even know what the hell you would think about five minutes ago because your mind is on something else so it can be really hard but I would say just try to be conscious of the actual negative thoughts that are coming in allow yourself to reframe them I know that I personally have a tendency to Whenever I feel like I'm falling behind or whenever I feel like I'm just not doing enough, I can get down real hard on myself and I have a tendency to, you know, say negative things sometimes and I will catch myself in those spirals like very early on in the spiral and I'll have to be like, okay, you know, maybe you didn't get everything done on the to-do list, DeAndre, but did you get the main things done or did you get at least one thing done or you've been going for a long time, you've been working really hard, like you deserve a period of rest. This doesn't mean you're lazy this doesn't mean you don't deserve the things that you're working towards like you've just been working hard like you need to rest how do you expect to you know do all these things if you never take a rest so allow yourself to be more conscious of the thoughts that are going through your head on a daily basis and when you do find that you are about to enter like a negative thought spiral, like catch those thoughts and reframe them. Oftentimes those negative thoughts and the way that you're talking to yourself in a bad way, they're like very much based in emotions and not necessarily based on facts. They're based on, you know, not concrete things. So how can you reframe the thoughts to focus on the facts and acknowledge like what is actually happening around you versus speaking negatively to yourself because you feel a way, if that makes sense. I hope that was helpful. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So the next question is 2022 planning. Where to start categorizing goals, personal versus career? So I feel like a really good episode for you to listen to would be my big goals episode. Even though it's not framed as a 2022 only goals episode, I am talking about goals for the next 16 months. So I was talking about like the last half of uh, 2021 and also the full year of 2022. So I love to break up goals personally into different categories it just helps me to compartmentalize I have like fitness and wellness goals I have business goals finance goals and then other goals sometimes there'll be like reading or book goals in there I would say if you're in a relationship I also would highly recommend adding in relationship goals especially things like you know making sure you have like certain date nights or make sure you're checking in with your partner just things like that so yeah I would say categorize the goals on like those high levels that way you could break it up into what you want to do for the full year and then break that 
into month by month. I also have an episode called, I think it's called Goal Digger, where I talk about setting smart goals. And that is a super, super helpful episode. It'll help you to basically figure out how to set like goals that are achievable, how to set smart goals. There's a whole acronym, girl. I don't remember all the letters right now, but I will say check that episode out. It's really good. And When it comes to goals, I usually like to start with just the bigger vision of where I see myself at by the end of the year, which is sometimes hard to see. But if you have sort of like an idea of where you want to be at the end of the year or even at the end of like six months or something like that, start there and then work backwards in terms of creating your goals. But those episodes I think will be super helpful. I also may do another goal episode at the start of 2022, like again, going over some of my goals, maybe like a mid-goal or not even a mid-goal, it would be like a third of the way goal check-in for you guys and just like how I am preparing or how, like basically how I'm restructuring what I'm doing as I head into 2022 to achieve the goal. So I might do an episode like that, I think would be super helpful, but the episodes I mentioned earlier would be really really good for you to take a look at or take a take a listen to for goals specifically so another question says starting content I'm so scared slash busy with my two part-time jobs listen I'm gonna say what everybody always says is the cliche thing you just gotta start like you literally just have to decide you're gonna start let me tell you something right now everybody is busy Every single person is busy. People are juggling jobs. People are juggling kids. People are juggling school. Listen, people are juggling just mental health, like prioritizing their mental health, their well-being, all that good stuff. Now, I will say if you really have like a certain goal with your content, then if your goal is to get to a certain place with that content, whether it be like making it your job or whatever, you know, your goal is like, that's obviously going to be very specific to you. You are just going to have to decide and commit to that specific goal. I think when it comes to content creation and when it comes to creating content and balancing other things in your life, it is a little difficult. I won't even lie to you. Like it is a little difficult. There's going to be a lot of prioritizing the content on some days over things like maybe going out or trying to figure out your schedule and juggling things in a different way so you can make content consistently. You may have to start out where you're not necessarily doing it like once a week, but maybe it's like once every two weeks or once a month until you find that rhythm and then you can uh, up the cadence from there. But essentially, there is no, no like, secret to starting you just have to start like you literally just have to take that leap and start I think another thing that stops people is like the fear of what are people gonna think or negative comments or things like that listen if you always sit and worry about what other people are gonna think you're never gonna do what you want in this life because people always got something to say let me say something people always got something to say because I even remember like there would be times where I used to post like YouTube videos and stuff and I would have family members who would be like why is she putting this stuff on the internet, stuff like that? Listen, if I would have listened to those people, granted my YouTube ain't big or nothing like that, but I'm still continuing with it. It's like, if I would have let those comments stop me, where would I be? I would be somewhere wishing that I hadn't let those comments stop me. So whatever you want to do with your content, just start. And even if it's just for fun, even if you're like, I want to see if I like this thing, you're not going to really know if you like it or you're not going to be able to like figure out if you like it until you actually start put your foot in the water test it out and keep it going for a little bit to see how you feel about it that is going to be my advice like this is your sign okay I know you listen to this episode right now so this is your sign go ahead make your little content calendar go ahead and do what you have to do because 
like you got to do it. Okay. You just got to do it. You just got to take the leap, take the jump and start the thing. Okay, someone else said, could we talk about making smart decisions that seem like setbacks, like moving back with, and it cut off, and I'm assuming that's going to say moving back with your parents. So I would say whatever decision is smart for you in your specific journey, make that decision, like do that thing. I think that we are always looking at other people and measuring our success against other people's like journey and timeline and you know we're all guilty of this I talk about this all the time about the comparison basically looking at other people and being like oh they got this or they're doing this and I'm not doing that I'm not doing this so you just gotta realize that your journey is unique to you like no one else has your specific challenges your specific trials and tribulations and no one is gonna have your specific like success as well like the way that you experience success for you is going to look different because because obviously your definition of success is going to look different and all that good stuff. So when we're talking about something like a setback, is it a setback to you or is it a setback to society? Because I feel like people talk about moving back in with your parents as like a bad thing. And let me tell you something right now. When I was contemplating moving back to Boston or moving to Dallas, a big part of why I didn't move back to Boston is honestly because like, living at home with my parents for me wasn't a it wasn't a great environment for me to be in mentally and spiritually and emotionally it was a little bit of a toxic household it was a little bit of a toxic environment for me personally and that's what I mean by not safe my parents are great people but personally I do feel like being in that household was really really emotionally and mentally taxing So I didn't move back because I contemplated it because moving back with my parents would have allowed me to save so much money. Like the rent that I'm paying now, if I could have saved that money for a year, like that would have been a nice chunk of savings. But I'm instead I'm paying rent. So I'm grateful for having being able to pay rent, being able to have a place to live. However, I will say that, you know, if I would have had the option to move back with my parents and have it be, you know, really um, healthy environment, I would have absolutely heavily considered that. So when we're talking about setbacks it's like is it a setback to you or is it a setback to society if we're talking about moving back home with your parents like if you're able to do that and feel safe have it be not toxic be able to do what you got to do um still work and be able to like have the support of your parents I would absolutely say to do that I think that when I was younger a lot of my like rush to get out of my parents household was because of the fact that it was just, it was a really um, hard place to live in emotionally and mentally. And that's why I really wanted to get out. Like I actually, it, it wasn't anything but that because I did like being able to save more money being in their house. I did like that I had like, you know, I had like a little space to myself downstairs and things like that. So I did like that, but it was just really hard to live there. Um, but if you can do that, I feel like you should do that because at the end of the day, if that's going to allow you to get further ahead in your journey in the ways that you want to, it's absolutely worth it. There are people that move back in with their parents. They save up a bunch of money next, you know, when they move out, instead of moving into an apartment, they're building a house because they've been able to save so much money. Or there are people that, you know, they move in with their partner into their parents' house and they're able to save up for like a really nice wedding They or they have like that support of their parents so I feel like if you have 
the support of your parents, if it's a healthy environment, if it's something where, you know, the only thing really causing you to overthink it is the fact that you're afraid that it's going to be seen as a setback in society. I would say do it because if it's not a setback to you, if it's going to allow you to move forward with other goals that you have, then that's going to allow you to move forward with other goals that you have. Like you should be paying attention to your specific goals and what you want to do. And if that is what it takes for you to achieve your goals in a more efficient way, I would absolutely say to do it. And, you know, anyone that wants to judge anyone for living at home with their parents at like a certain age, I feel like I don't even like that discourse is just old to me. It's whack. It don't make no sense. It's like, no, no. Like, let's just let's stop equating um, living at home with your parents at older ages to like bad things because it's not necessarily bad things always especially if you're doing it for a smart financial reason support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Okay, so the next question is leaving a relationship, job, or friendship that doesn't serve you. All right, so we talk about this all the time. So you got to do what you got to do. You have to do what you have to do. And it is definitely hard. I think especially when it comes to a relationship and a friendship, sometimes a job, I think it can be it's harder in a different way with a job. It might be hard because of like the financial reasons, especially if you are, you know, going to a different job that doesn't pay as much or things like that. You're considering other factors, like more of like that stability factor when it comes to a friendship and a relationship and leaving a friendship or relationship where someone doesn't deserve you, your energy, your company, whatever. That's a little bit harder because I feel like even if we feel like someone doesn't deserve us, we can still love that person. And people don't talk, about that enough like leaving a relationship where you love the person but you know that you deserve better that is one of the hardest things to do so if that is something that you are going through right now kudos to you for having the courage to even contemplate that because I feel like sometimes people will look at something like love and be like well I love the person so I should stay with them or I love the person but I so I should stay friends with them or um, I love the people at my job so I should stay here but if that job that friendship that relationship isn't nurturing you in the way that you need to if you know if you literally know intuitively like in your heart of hearts like your deep soul core you 
that it is not for you, you you have to let go. It is something where you can hold on to it. And what I have found in past situations is when I've chosen to hold on to the job, to the person, to whatever. I, over time, I feel myself like deteriorating. Like I feel parts of me, like I feel the light within me dimming. And I think if you allow yourself to stay in those situations when you intuitively know that you have outgrown it, your light will dim. You will notice that you don't feel like yourself anymore. You will be doing it. You'll be living your life like regular, but you won't feel like yourself anymore. And so you'll have to let go. Like you'll get to a point where it's either you're going to have to choose between you and that relationship, you and that friendship, you and that job. And you should always choose yourself. Like you should always choose you because no job, friendship, relationship, even family relationship is worth you basically like feeling like your soul is dying. It's, it's, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Like it's not, it is hard. It's definitely something where if you have come to that point where you know you need to make that decision definitely like prep yourself in any way that you need to prep yourself like you know that might look like having conversations with close friends and family about your decision that might look like journaling it out that might look like prepping yourself financially saving money whatever you need to do start to prepare yourself and get ready to leave that situation because at the end of the day like it it really will just dim your light if you don't allow yourself to leave. Okay, next question is handling family stress from states away. It depends on what we're talking about, right? If we're talking about family stress where it's like, it's like family stuff where you have a really big part to play in whatever is going on. I think that can be tough. It might mean that you might have to like go home wherever home is for a little bit to like handle whatever business you got to handle. Um, another thing that this could look like or sound like is if your family is going through something and then there are people that are telling you about what is going on. It's almost like gossip a little bit where people are telling you like, oh, this is happening and this person doing this and this is happening. And it really like low key, high key has nothing to do with you, but people are chirping in your ear and filling you in on things and you're, you're states away trying to live your life, trying to, you know, do what you got to do. And you feel like you're being sucked into family drama, family stress when you are miles away. I would say that's like probably a space where you have to set a certain boundary. Um, you might have to, because I, I, I personally had to do that. And that has looked like, I remember being in college and having conversations with certain family members where I was like at college on campus. Granted, I did go to school in the same city that I was from in um, the United States, but I was still, you know, away from home. And I would have sometimes people calling me and telling me about certain, you know, arguments or certain things that were happening. And it was stressful to me because it's like, this isn't my business. This isn't I don't need to know about this. And it's like, I'm here having a good old day, you know, at school. And then it's like, I get a phone call and I'm dragged into something that I have no part being like in. I got to a space where I had to set a boundary. And that's what you might have to do is setting a boundary and saying like, hey, I know this is like a, a thing that's happening within the family. or I know this is a thing that's happening between you and this other person, but I would appreciate if you're not coming to me and telling me all the details of what's going on because I don't need to know the details of what's going on. Feel me? So it might just have to look like you setting a boundary of like having people only tell you the things that you need to know, the things that concern you, the things where you 
need to get involved. And if it's something where someone's having an argument with someone else or something's going on, it's between other people, but they're just coming to you to sort of drag you in as that person to pick sides. Like you just have to set that boundary and be like, I don't want to be a part of this because it's stressing me out. I'm over here trying to live my life in this state, trying to do what I got to do. And I feel like I'm being dragged into this drama and I don't want to be a part of it. So that's what I would say. If it's the other one where it's more so like it does involve you and it's just like really, really stressful. You're trying to deal with it from miles away. Depending on what it is, like you might just have to go home. And I know that can be difficult, especially if you work in person and you don't necessarily work remotely or you have a bunch of things that are going on in your new home state. But if you can take some some time off or even like I know with the holidays coming up, like there is more time off available for like the specific holidays, but just taking some time to go home and deal with whatever you got to deal with and just sort of like zip it up, tie it up neatly so you can go back to your new home state and not necessarily feel super stressed about what's going on with your family back at home. Oh, y'all, I didn't realize we had so many questions, honey. We just got through one screenshot. <laughs> I'm over here taking breaks, drinking my water, but I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this. So hopefully you guys are too. All right. So the next one, next question. Someone asked, how did you start your podcast programs, editing, uploading, mic info, etc." So with my podcast, I literally just started. Like I'm someone where if I want to do something, like I get in this like, mode where I'm just like researching everything like I want to consume all the information I'd be like thirsty for the information so um, I remember it was like the top of the year I literally can't remember what year it was I think it was like two years ago now but it's top of the year I was actually at Monica's house my best friend and we had gone out the night before and then we woke up and that day I had printed out this planner I made for us and I was like let's plan out our goals for the year and one of my things was I wanted to start a podcast and so literally that's where it started I was like at her house on her bed we were planning and I was like at the time it's gonna be the DeAndre Nicolette podcast I said I'm gonna do I think I said episodes two times a week I was like I just want to talk I want to talk about all these different topics and that's it and then I did it I literally recorded one day I bought a mic off Amazon my first mic I think it was just like a random like $25 mic off Amazon I think I was still using Adobe for my editing so I use Adobe Audition for my editing but if you have a Mac you can use GarageBand. I believe there's a program called Audacity that I've heard of that is completely free. So there's a lot you can use. I think some people even use iMovie or Final Cut to edit. Like you could literally look around for programs depending on like what you're already familiar with and what you have on your computer. And I just recorded something. I made my cover art in Canva. It was a picture of me. It, it, it just said DeAndre Nicolette podcast. And I literally submitted to Apple. That was like the first place like I had to submit it to. And yeah, and at the time I didn't have like a like a uh, podcast host so now I I'm in a podcast network so my network that I work with they host my show but at the time I was using Squarespace for my website and I still am using Squarespace for my website hopefully there'll be a sponsor one day period but I was just uploading my episodes to Squarespace and actually Squarespace would push my episode out to like Apple Spotify all the places so it's one of those things where like you just have to kind of do the research on it. If you want to start a podcast, just like it at this point, I think a lot of people are starting podcasts. So there's way more information available than probably what was available to me back then. But even back then, it was like a lot of information. So I would just say like, if you want to start one, just start one, put it out there. 
One of the things I always tell people though, when it comes to podcasting is podcasting is a long game. And what that means is if you, okay, for example, y'all know a lot of people are getting on TikTok right now because TikTok is known as that app where it's easy to go viral. If you post on TikTok consistently for a short-ish duration of time, you're like more likely to go viral on TikTok than on Instagram, than like anywhere else, right? And for example, with YouTube, like with YouTube, if you post consistently for a while, you have like really good thumbnails, you have like really good content, you have like really good keywords in your content, you might have a video pop off, right? Podcast is not like that. Podcast is a very different world. And when I initially started, after a while, I had gotten a business coach and I remember working with this business coach and we were talking about, did I want to be on podcast or did I want to be on YouTube? And we went back and forth and the pros and cons between the two are very like, you know, black and white. And one of the things that we landed on was like with YouTube, it would be easier to be discoverable because people go on YouTube and think about it this way. YouTube is not social media. YouTube is actually a search engine. Same way that Pinterest is a search engine, YouTube is a search engine. Or like you search random things like, you know, vlogs or whatever, like um, Vlogtober or whatever you're searching and you'll find content that has those keywords. Podcast isn't necessarily like that because you might search, but you'll find more so like the title of the show versus like what's in the show. I know that's changing a lot now that these companies are investing in podcasts, but yeah. So with, um, when I was working with the coach, like it was one of those things where we talked about this and it was like, if I keep going with the podcast, it is a long game. It's something where if you start a podcast, I would say, this is going to sound so cliche, but you you do have to love it because it is one of those things where unless you already have like a really big audience, like you're a celebrity or you have like a big audience somewhere else and you bring them over to your podcast, it takes time to grow. It just takes time to grow. Like it just does. That's the way there's no set algorithm because the podcast is on different platforms. It's not like everything is on YouTube or everything is on TikTok. It's like there's Spotify that works differently than Apple that works differently than Google, that works differently than like uh, Stitcher. Like they're different mediums, you feel me? So it is a little bit different. And I would say like, if like just evaluate like why you wanna do it and what you wanna do it for. And if you're just like, I really just wanna sit here and talk. Cause I was like, girl, I just wanna talk. I be talking to myself all the time. I said, at least let me record it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So if that's kind of how you're feeling about it, I would say absolutely start it. And then just like look up just like how to start a podcast or like how to get my podcast on Apple, how to get my podcast on Spotify, et cetera. And yeah, there's so many, so many resources out there. So hopefully that helps. And then let's see, someone asked, or someone said, I love everything you're doing. How do you manage to stay so consistent with it all? So I did kind of answer this a little bit on Instagram stories, but I did mention in the story that I was gonna also answer this on the podcast episode. But what I will say is the same thing I said on that story is that it is, it's it's hard, it's hard. It's hard because I'm juggling so many different things. And what that means is sometimes I slip up on certain things. Sometimes I feel like at my nine to five, I'm not as present as I could be because, you know, I'm thinking about podcast stuff or sometimes with the podcast, it's like, I feel like the content isn't as good as it could be because I'm more present on my nine to five, more present with my nine to five that week or whatever the case is. So it feels like a seesaw sometimes. I will also say one thing I mentioned in the answer on Instagram as well is that one of the things that's helped me like, I guess, manage this stuff as best I can up until this point 
is the fact that I don't really have much of a social life here in Dallas. And I naturally am kind of like a loner. I kind of like spend a lot of time by myself anyways. It is really hard sometimes because I get like kind of lonely sometimes here because I usually... I'm the type of person where I'm a, a bit of a loner, but like at least in Boston, like when I was feeling social, I would hang out with my mom. It's different. I don't get to do that here. But I will say that similar to that quote I posted on Instagram one time, like I feel like I'm isolated in this season of my life because I need to focus on these things. If I were in a different place and maybe if I were still in New Jersey and my relationship, I don't think that, or I, I mean, you never know, but part of me doesn't feel like I would have gotten to where I have gotten to with what I'm doing because right now I'm in such a season of focus because I literally don't really have much else going on. As sad as that sounds, <laughs> it sounds so bad, but yeah. <laughs> but I also don't mind it at this time too because I feel like it's that time for me to cultivate and grow and plant and like really get these seeds planted and sprouted and everything so that when I do have, you know, more friendships in this area, a partner in this area, and I am splitting my time in a more social way, like I have like a really good uh, balance going with like my work that I'll be able to properly add in other people. Right now, I feel like the most I, I can really do is like I have a couple dates here and there. And even that it's like I got to I got to plan around that when I have a date, like, you know, what I'm saying so. So, yeah, that really helps. I don't really have a lot else going on, honestly. Another thing is I am a bit overwhelmed and um that's actually why I am hiring an assistant right now y'all probably saw the post on Instagram but I'm hiring for a marketing assistant it was a decision that was kind of hard for me to come to simply because I kept feeling like I didn't know if I was ready like I didn't know if like I would hire this person and it'd be like oh my god I'm not making enough money to pay them or whatever the case is and it felt like a really hard decision to make because you know sometimes when you're in a period of growth and it's like you've gotten to a certain place where it's like you've you're you're about to go on to the next level but you feel like I don't know if I'm ready for that next level and God's like but you you gotta go you gots to go like the level is there like it's not no you are ready because it's there you're ready because the level has appeared so it felt like that or it does feel like that and that's one of the things I had to decide is because I I am getting overwhelmed it's like I'm burnt out like the past couple weekends I've spent most of my weekend in bed and that's very unlike me because even when I rest I tend to be the type of person where it's like I'll be out you know having lunch with myself have it running errands like cleaning the house like you know just out and about at least around my house at the very least but I've just been in bed because I've been so exhausted and that's kind of why I was like I'm hitting this wall and in order for me to properly balance everything and to not constantly be hitting this burnout wall I need to bring on help and I'm trusting that by taking that leap and making that decision that I will be provided for in that next step like I think sometimes we're we're forced to face these tough decisions uh around our growth so that we can make the decisions take the leap and then we're going to be shown so much abundance now that I've made that decision to bring someone on to officially like hire the first person uh for manifest daily now the abundance can start to roll in because I know that I was hitting a certain block that I could not overcome by myself you feel me like I could not overcome by myself. So hope that answers all the questions uh, or I hope that answers that question specifically. And a lot of it too is I try to just um, batch content when I can, which I don't really do a lot, honestly, because it ends up being something where 
<sighs> I just be getting tired. I be getting tired. Like y'all see this episode's already, what I'm looking at is 51 minutes long and we have so many more questions to go and my mouth is dry. I'm thirsty. And I'm like, I like, I can't record another episode after this because I'm be tired. I'm be so tired from talking and from thinking. So yeah, I use my calendar a lot too, but it really is just a, a tough thing where I'm just trying to prioritize and stay on top of what actually really matters to me. Work is a top priority because that is my main income source. That is, that's how I fund my life. Podcast episodes are like my second priority because that is where my growth is happening online. And I would say YouTube is like my third priority, which is why sometimes lately, I think you guys have seen, I haven't been doing two videos a week and I've been like, missing a video here or there because if it comes down to podcast or YouTube video in any given week, I'm going to choose podcast hands down because that's, that's what is experiencing that growth right now. So that's where my focus is. So I had someone ask or say toxic friends and family, my bestie and I are going through it and learning to let go of these people. So I'm going to just refer back to the answer that I gave earlier, where we were talking about leaving a job or relationship that's not serving you, especially if you know somebody's toxic, cut them off, cut it off, cut it off. I think we want to make excuses for people sometimes, especially if it's like been a long friendship or something where we're like invested in the relationship with somebody. But if you are noticing someone is toxic in your life, if they're talking to you all types of crazy, disrespectful, doing shady things to you with no type of shame or remorse or anything like that, just be an overall a toxic individual. Cut that person off because you stay in friends with them. You're just going to encourage them to continue to treat you like that. And you're basically staying in a vibrational state where you are accepting or saying that that's all you want to accept in your life. The sooner you cut them off, the sooner you make room for higher vibrational friendships, relationships, people to enter your life. I think with family, it is a lot harder because with family, you know, that's blood. And we're taught that, you know, blood is thicker than water. And, and it, well, it is though, right? <laughs> but we're taught that like, you know, family is family. Like you, you don't ever go against the family type shit. But I would say really at the end of the day, like family can get cut off too. <laughs> family could get cut off too. And maybe you call me savage if you want, but I do not like people to disturb my peace I'm very much that person where if you if you try me and I set a boundary and you want to try it again I'm gonna block you I'm gonna cut you off I don't want to talk to you anymore and I I do think that we have to be upfront about communicating our boundaries communicating where someone has hurt us communicating where someone has been toxic to us because again sometimes these people don't know and sometimes it takes like you telling them about themselves for them to actually realize and be like oh wait like I need to work on this or I can't be talking to people like this or I can't be doing this right but if you do that and they continue if you do that and they don't show you that they're working or trying to stop being toxic to stop being disrespectful to you to stop being like a bad person to you then then cut them off like you just cut them off because it's only going to lead to you being more hurt more disrespected and basically questioning your worth of higher vibrational friendships and relationships in your life. And again, the sooner you let them go, the more you open up room or the sooner you open up room for more of those higher vibrational friendships and relationships to come into your life. Okay, someone said, dealing with a job you hate when you're working to be ready to leave it. Oh, I feel this. Oh, I feel this. (laughs) I don't know if I'm the right person to answer this one because I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say leave. (laughs) Okay, I will say you gotta be prepared. Okay, I've been in a couple jobs, 
okay, where I didn't like it and I hated it and I was ready to go. But as a tourist, I love my stability. I love my security. And so it has always been important to me to save money before leaving. Now, I will say this, okay? We're going through, y'all have probably seen the videos on YouTube, like the great resignation or whatever it's called, where a lot of people are quitting their jobs. There's like a lot of, a lot of jobs opening up right now. If you are in a job and you hate your job, like you literally cannot stand that place, Start looking for another job. Don't wait for them. Don't wait for like, don't just don't wait. Just do not wait. Okay, start looking for another job and line up another job. Now, I think sometimes people will think like if they want to go work for themselves or whatever, they want to like leave the job they hate and go right into a business for themselves. I think sometimes that can actually hurt you, especially if you are not ready for some of the sacrifices that may come with being a business owner and building your business up until it's like successful enough and financially successful enough for it to sustain you, right? So if you are going from, if you want to go from a job to your business, but say your business isn't at that place to, to like give you the same amount of money that your job gives you, I would say go into another job, at least one that you can tolerate, one that you can like maybe learn some skills that can help you in your business. So that way it's almost like you could treat your your job as like a, this is an internship. Like I'm learning some stuff that I could apply to my business or I'm learning some stuff that I could apply to my life. So if you really hate that job, I I don't advocate for staying at a place long if you hate it because that stress will take you out like that that is such a uh, an awful feeling to have to go to a place and work when you hate it when you don't like it when the people are rude when whatever you know it is that you're experiencing at your job so if you can find another job I would highly recommend looking into another job there's so many remote options right now like there's a lot of remote jobs open right now so depending on what your skills are look into remote jobs some resources I would say indeed.com indeed be having a whole bunch of mess on there though so you got to like filter when it comes to indeed there's also one that I um I've DM'd a couple of people about it's called the mom project you don't have to be a mom to use it but they often will have a lot of like virtual assistant type jobs on there a lot of remote jobs that you can work so if you have any sort of computer skills any sort of uh, marketing or social media skills you can find a remote job on there even if it's like part-time pick up like two of them and then and then look at that you've replaced your income just from working two like part-time jobs at home there's another site it's called freelancing females I would also highly recommend that I was just on there the other day because I almost posted the marketing assistant job for manifest daily on there they had a ton a ton of jobs on there and they were all remote look for a different job don't stay there don't don't stay there look for a different job especially if you want to still be doing something or building something on the side and still having income from another source it definitely helps if that other income source is one that you don't hate you know all right y'all the next one is a three-parter wait why my screenshot cut off wait girl now my screenshot cut off oh my god (sighs) y'all oh actually no it didn't cut off I just wasn't clicking my phone right anyways anyways okay so this one says I quit my corporate job and I'm chasing my dream, but most people don't understand the vision and end goal I know I can achieve. Any advice for societal views not aligning with your pursuit? I went full-time as an artist back in March and created at A-M-A-V-I house, Amavi house, and am on cloud nine. So for this one, I would say that you're gonna have to like get 
kind of comfortable or at least accept the fact that there are going to be people who don't understand the decision that you've made. I know I had originally included this in the preparing to quit your nine to five episode, but I don't know if it was in like the version one or, or the version two that made it out. But either way, you're going to have to get like you're going to have to accept the fact that not everyone is going to understand what you've done. Here's the thing, though. There's like a quote. I'm totally going to butcher it. Y'all not be butchering these quotes. But basically, it's something that says like, People don't understand your vision until you're like successful. And that's when they kind of like can see it. And that's when they want to be like, oh, yeah, I supported you from from day one, girl. I was there. I was there. And it's like, where you know, were you here? That's the thing. Like when you are given a certain vision, when you have something that you really want to do in life and you pursue it, especially when it's something that differs from normal jobs or societal standards of what is considered successful or what is considered the path that you should take there are going to be a lot of people that side eye you that feel like you're not going to make it you're not going to be successful you don't know what you're doing you need to go back to corporate you need to do this you need to do that and again if you were to live your life living for other people your entire life you are going to be very very sad at the end of your life when you realize that you never did the stuff that you wanted to do So I commend you, first of all, I want to say congrats to you for launching your business, for leaving corporate and pursuing something that you really love. And the fact that you said you're on cloud nine, like, girl, you are living. Okay, you are living. I love that for you that you said you're on cloud nine because that shows that like you're doing something that you absolutely love to do. And that's what matters in this world. Like it's too many people out here doing jobs they hate, stressing for what? Stressing for what? Like like the, the fake stuff that we think actually matters that really doesn't matter, right? So if you're doing something that you actually love and you have quit your job, you're pursuing that, I would say pursue it and and just get comfortable with that. If people don't see or understand your vision, let them don't understand. Like uh, be like, okay, period. Like just, just let them sit there being confused. And when it gets to a certain point where you are in, in societal views successful, right? Then they're going to be like, oh, I see now. Oh, I get it. Oh, I see. And that's just it. It is what it is. I remember with my podcast, like at the very beginning when I would record it, for example, like my mom didn't get what I was doing. <laughs> like she didn't get what I was doing. When it got to the point that I was like on the top charts consistently. And specifically, I remember those one day where I was next to the Joel um, Austin podcast. I was like, it was uh, manifested. It was like number five or something in the the spirituality and religion chart. And Joel Austin was number four. And I took a picture and I sent it to my mom, and she was just like, oh. And and that's when she kind of got it. She was like, wait a second. And she literally said to me, and I don't think she was trying to be hurtful at all. She just didn't truly, she couldn't fathom. She literally said to me, she was like, I don't understand. How could you be up there with Joel Austin? And I wasn't hurt by what she said, like I said, because I knew for her it was more of like, a, she couldn't necessarily fathom what it is that I was creating. And for her, it started to click. Like that's, that's what she's been working on for years. Like that's that's what's been going on when she's been in the basement recording stuff or when she, you know, on the microphone and she started to put it together. So I think that there are people that are not going to get what you are doing until they have some sort of like rule book they can use to measure your success by. Or I said that weird. They're not gonna get it until it measures up to like society's rule book. 
That that's how I should have said that. Until it like measures up to society's rule book of success and they can say, Oh, you're making X amount of money, or oh, your your stuff is here, or oh, like whatever it is that they deem successful, they're not gonna get it. But again, it doesn't matter. As long as you're on cloud nine, you're living, you're doing what you want to do, you are making an impact on this world, you are living your purpose, then do then do that and enjoy it and love that. And I think another thing too is like you got to remember you were probably so inspirational to so many people that may not tell you that people who may have worked at your old office that see you trust me they see you they might not they might not be liking your stuff on Instagram they might not be saying nothing on Facebook but they see you they see you and they're probably and some of them probably not enjoying their work and looking at what you're doing and you are inspiring them so live in your truth be happy show the journey show the process and and then enjoy what you're doing because again we're not always going to measure up to society standards of success and some of the things that we do especially if it's unconventional will not be understood by the masses and sometimes our parents our family uh, our friends are included in the masses unfortunately When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, y'all, we got our last four questions. Oh my God, girl, let me take us in my water. Hold on. Someone says, hey girl, hey girl, how you doing? She says, I'm struggling with figuring out if my current partner is my soulmate slash life and it cut off. So I think you meant to say life partner. Okay, there's so many things that go into this. Like, I, it's so many things. Like, we need to sit down, girl. I, I feel like me and you, we gotta sit down. We gotta have us a cup of tequila. Uh, not a cup, hold on. <laughs> not a cup of tequila, girl. <laughs> A cocktail, a cocktail. Okay, gotta dilute the tequila with a little bit of ginger beer, a little bit of lime juice. But we need to sit down and talk about this because this is like there's so many stuff that so many things I think that go into this. But overall, I would say if you know someone is not for you, you know someone is not for you. The knowing if they are for you, I think has a little bit more nuance and stuff to it. But when you know they're not for you, that that tends to be something that sits in your gut, that sits in your soul. Again, similar to what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, when you know you're deserving of more, when you know you're deserving of better, and you sort of have that gut feeling and over time, it tends to get worse. I personally notice that over time, it physically affects me. Like I start to feel sick. I start to not feel at peace with the person, like all of these different things. So if it's the case of like that, you will know if someone's not for you. Like your intuition, if you're tapped in, your intuition will eventually be screaming at you like, girl, get out of this relationship. Stop playing with me. Okay. It will be screaming at you. However, if they're your soulmate life partner, I feel like honestly, that one in some ways, I feel like it's a choice. And let me explain this. So I believe that we have multiple soulmates. Like you have friends that are soulmates. You can have family members that are soulmates. You can have romantic connections that are soulmates. And not every soulmate 
has to be in your life forever. So I thoroughly believe that uh, my two past relationships, my two past like long-term relationships, those were soulmates. They taught me some of the biggest lessons that I have learned about myself, about love, about life that I have ever learned in my life. I also very thoroughly believe that some of my closest friends, if not all of my closest friends, are part of my soul family. They are my soulmates. Like they they just they just are. Like I know that. Like I know we're gonna be friends forever. I know I have one friend, B if you're listening, that I know she was like my mom in a past life. Like she just gives me mom energy. Like I literally feel like she was my mom before. There's a certain connection there where I feel like she feels very maternal to me. So there's that. So when it comes to romantic connections, I do believe that we have multiple soulmates available to us. Now, when it comes to life partner and soulmate, like the the more traditional sense, I guess that people talk about it, where it's like you have that one person that you're with for the rest of your life type of thing. I think that's where choice comes is involved. I think if you meet someone and they are a soulmate for you and it's it's clear that they're not one of the ones where they got to teach you a lesson to leave because then you'll be feeling that like, you know, that that dread in your in your gut. You'd be feeling instinctually that you have to leave. But if there's someone that you love and that you're getting along with and that you're just more so having the the overthinking anxiety moments of like, ooh, like, should I like marry this person? Is this person for me? Because sometimes it really is just you overthinking. Like sometimes it literally is just you overthinking because you're afraid of committing to someone for life. Because that's also another thing. I think sometimes that comes down to choice. Like, do you want to stay with this person? Do you want to choose to, to grow through whatever with this person? Like if there are no huge red flags, if they're not someone who disturbs your peace, if there's nothing that is like, off about them and you are in love with this person and it's just that you are overthinking the situation then it comes down to like do you want to be with this person like do you want to grow and evolve and and love this person for the rest of your life and if so then then that's your life partner like decide that's your life partner I do think however when it comes to romantic love that there's also this like idea of a spark and I think that sometimes that can make people feel as if the person that they're with is not their person. And often this idea of a spark can sometimes actually be linked to you having a connection with someone that's basically a replica of a toxic connection that you observed or familiar connection that you observed. So not necessarily always toxic. So let me explain that. So if you observe toxic relationships growing up, right? If you, maybe your parents were in a very toxic relationship and that's what you saw, that was your model for a relationship. And then all of a sudden you're going on these date and you keep having these like sparks so you keep finding yourself like attracted to certain men or certain women that turn out to be toxic uh it could be that you are attracted to them that you feel that spark with them because they are so familiar to you they represent that toxic relationship that you grew up learning that you grew up seeing as normal even though it's not healthy even though it's not what you deserve you attract and you are attracted to those people because it is familiar to you now when it comes to that when you meet someone who is healthy who is stable who is you know a good person who loves you who you love you might feel like it's kind of boring it might be kind of like okay well it's no ups and downs it it just be stable it's it's boring to you like you literally don't know you know what to do because it doesn't feel as chaotic as you're used to and I think sometimes we can 
write off those relationships because they are boring or because we feel like they're boring and we write them off as this person can't be right for us because we're not feeling this spark and these butterflies in our stomach when honestly the butterflies in your stomach are often a sign and not always I know not always but they're often a sign of like anxiety that you are actually having some sort of nervous system response to a certain individual that can be anxiety like fight or flight basically so If you're in a relationship with someone and it's a little bit more stable, it's a little bit more calm, and that may be why you're overthinking or questioning it. If you love this person and there are no other like red flags or not toxic, anything like that, it is up to you to choose if you want to be with that person for the rest of your life. Now, if you are feeling any of what I described earlier of like the dread or like uh, you're having, you know, something in the very back of your head or the, the very bottom of your gut that's saying, get out of this relationship or that you deserve better or that you shouldn't be with that person. I would allow myself, I know this is sometimes hard, especially if it's like a long-term relationship, but I would explore that a little bit. If it doesn't go away and if it keeps getting louder, I would listen to that. I honestly would. And it's, it's easier said than done, but that voice never lies. <laughs> like that voice never lies. Someone said, favorite thing you've learned about yourself so far? Um, I would say my favorite thing that I've learned about myself, especially in this year in particular, has been how strong I am. I, yeah, that's, that's literally just like my favorite thing. I feel like I've gone through a lot this year, like a lot of changes specifically this year where what I knew as normal, what I knew as my comfort zone, what I knew as like everyday life was constantly just uprooted and turned upside down. And I had to adjust and I had to figure out how to get through, how to heal, how to cope, how to understand, how to make sense of what was happening. And it's happened so many times this year that I feel really proud of myself that I've navigated it with such grace and such poise. Yes, I, you know, I've had times I cry. Yes, I've had times where I'm pissed, I'm frustrated, I'm irritated, I'm mad at God, I'm upset. But I've also had times where I'm grateful. I've also had times where I'm just in awe at the things that I've co-created in my life. I'm in awe at the people that I've met, the relationships I've cultivated, the way that I've risen from the ashes. So I would say my strength is definitely, like strength slash perseverance is definitely something I'm really proud of, especially coming from a, and this trigger warning to some of you guys, uh, suicide. I don't know how to do a proper trigger warning audio wise, but I apologize, but that is your trigger warning. But um, especially coming from, a year in my life where I was seriously contemplating suicide and getting to a space in my life where my world can be completely rocked and I'm not turning to that space in my mind is like a huge accomplishment for me. Like it's a huge, huge accomplishment for me. And I'm really proud of myself to have gotten to the space by way of faith, by way of believing in a higher power, believing in myself, believing in my journey and my vision and all of these things. Favorite thing I've learned about myself is like how strong and and um, perseverant, is that a word? How strong I am, how much I persevere. We'll say, we'll phrase it like that, okay? And the last question is how to trust 
life. <sighs> I have an episode on this that I recorded a while back when I had Patreon. And I have to see if I still have it on my laptop. I don't think so because I think it was on the old laptop. If I do, I'll post it because I think you'll, I think this one will help you. For now, what I will say is that you have to decide to trust. It's not something that will just miraculously happen. It's not something that happens without your consent. You have to decide, I'm going to trust the vision I was given. I'm going to trust this higher power, whether for you, you say the universe, whether you say God, whether you say Allah, whether whatever terms you use, right? Because we have all these labels, whatever it is, you have to decide that you are going to trust because that is the moment where you actually start to have like that faith in your journey and your path. Also, I would say too, when you have faith in a higher power or when you have faith in something bigger than yourself, it definitely helps on the journey because you can be going through any particular moment of your life and you don't feel like you're going through it alone. You feel like you're being guided. You feel like you have someone who is seeing more than you can see, who is like watching out for you. It's almost like, you know, when you're a little kid and you're out with like your parents and they're holding your hand, you don't feel alone. Like you're walking with your parents. Like you might go into a mall. It might be like the first time you go into a mall. It might feel like big and scary. And there's so many people and there's so many noises and so much energy. And it's like a lot, but because you have your mom or your dad holding your hand, you feel as if you're okay. You feel safe, even though you're in this like really new kind of scary environment and it's the same thing like once you decide that you're going to trust in that higher power once you decide that you're going to trust the journey and path of your life you feel as if you are holding hands with something someone that can see more than you can see that is guiding you along this journey that has the best interests for you in their heart and that is looking out for you and that's that's exactly what it is so how to trust life you just have to decide. Like you literally have to decide that that is what you're gonna do when things get hard, when you are confused, when you are upset, when you are angry. It is always a conscious decision of coming back to, I trust where I'm being led. I trust this will work out. I trust I'll be okay. I trust that even though I've lost this friend, I've lost this relationship, I've lost this job, this thing has left my life. I trust that there is something better that is going to come in for me. I trust that wholeheartedly. It is definitely hard at times. I won't sit here and be like, oh, it's you know always easy. And that's why I talk about the frustration and the anger and the disappointment and the sadness. It gets hard. And sometimes those are the moments where you literally have to lean on your trust and your faith even more because it's like in those moments when you see nothing that proves that you should have any faith in anything is when you have to consciously decide I'm going to have faith in something it is always a a conscious decision being made but trust in that journey and trust in your path another thing that is super helpful is when you look back at your life look at how things have worked out I think all of us if we look back we have been through a lot of stuff like each one of us have our own different things that we've been through and some of the things they're still pending they're still working out but there are going to be moments 
that you can think of in your life when you literally felt like your back was against the wall. You felt like you had nothing left. You felt like nothing was going to turn out right, but things somehow did. I like to think back to those moments for myself. For example, sometimes I'll have moments where I'm sitting in my apartment. I think back to there were times where I was in New Jersey and like when I had first started to think about moving to Dallas or when I first started to think about moving somewhere else, I remember being so afraid like like will I be crying all the time what will that look like living by myself like I like I felt like I was gonna be so afraid I felt like I literally like had this feeling of like I don't know how I could do it and here I am doing it right and so in those moments I had a lot of fear but I also chose to look at the the faithful aspect of it I chose to be like you know what it is gonna work out because I'm being pushed to make this decision intuitively I'm being called to take this leap and I know that if I take this leap it will work out I don't know what is gonna happen I don't know what it looks like but I know that I'm being called to do this for a reason and I took the leap I made the decision there are still things in my life right now that are pending right since I've moved but a lot of things have worked out for this amazing good that I truly could never have like imagined like things have happened here that I like never would have thought would have happened but it did happen because I allowed myself to take that leap and to trust where I was being guided and being nudged so yeah I hope I hope that helps I hope that answers your questions and you guys that is the end of the Q&A episode I want to thank you guys so much for sending in these questions I know I started off this episode like pretty emotional and I will say I'm still feeling a little bit raw a little bit vulnerable um I think I'm gonna go like read for the rest of the night but I want to let you guys know that this just answering these questions cheered me up so much and it was really fun so hopefully you ended up liking this episode I know it was like I think maybe it's the longest episode we've done or one of the longest episodes but thank you so much for sending in a question for allowing me the opportunity to answer your question for trusting my guidance or my words or for caring about what I say so thank you so much for sending in your questions I appreciate you so so much if you like this episode come let me know on Instagram um I will also add I'm gonna say this right now disclaimer you guys I have a lot of dms I know I need to answer them I get overwhelmed okay so I'll like answer three of them at a time and then it's like I can't anymore also too because like when we be when we be dming y'all know y'all be sending me paragraphs and i'll be sending paragraphs back and then it'd be a whole thing so i answer like a few and then i get very overwhelmed and i'm just like why am i like this but i mean it is what it is so if you've sent me a dm will answer it it just might take me a little bit because like i said i got very overwhelmed but i want to thank you so much for even reaching out to me for sharing your stories with me for listening to the podcast for supporting the podcast there's some fun things coming i can't wait to share with you guys and of course this is a journey and i'm so grateful to be able to share this journey with those of you guys who have decided to join me on it so thank you again my loves for being here i hope you have a beautiful beautiful rest of your week i believe as you guys listen to this one i should be traveling back to dallas because i would have gone to maryland for thanksgiving and i would be traveling back to dallas as we currently listen to this but yeah wish me a safe flight (laughs) but thank you my loves for listening for tuning in for being here i appreciate you so so much and i will chat with you guys on friday in the friday episode bye my loves
Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. 